Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast number nine, co-parenting communication. So I've just had a few people come to me and ask me some tips about communicating a little bit better between their partnerships. So this podcast today is for people who are really trying to communicate. It's not necessarily for the people who, (laughs) I talked to a friend yesterday and she said, well, my ex hasn't talked with the kids or spent any time with them for like three years. So it's not necessarily for those people. And, And again, we can only do what we have the power to do. So in that situation, email you know, big uh, milestones or moments or birthdays, graduations. But this is more for people who are verbally trying to communicate with each other uh, for the benefit of their children. So I've come up with eight things, and then I have a few do's and don'ts at the end. Number one is establish a unified purpose. This seems pretty simple, right? So basically, it's like creating a mission statement for your children. Uh, It's time to swallow our pride, people, and let the past issues between the two of you go for the benefit of the kids. Their benefit, growth, and upbringing must be your number one priority. So cooperating with each other will show your children that despite your separation, you can both stay in their lives. And in fact, when your kids see and they're witnessing that you're trying to negotiate with your ex, and you're being calm, and you're being friendly, it can be a really positive experience for them to see something, you know, a relationship that was a little bit broken and come together in some way. That doesn't mean we have to get back together, but it means that we can repair things and we can be civil. And so I think that establishing a mission statement is so paramount and it can help you as you realize and remember uh, every time you talk to your ex, you kind of have this mission statement in your mind. So an example could be our mission statement as co-parents is to raise healthy, independent children who will contribute to society, who will love others, care for others, and whatever. You know, that's just an example. You could do stuff um, with education in it, uh, spiritual, uh, whatever, to be active and contributing people. And there's so many fun things that you could come up with. And if you do this together, I am telling you that just having that unified purpose can really move mountains. I promise this can work. So that's number one, establish a unified purpose. Number two, be clear and concise. Sounds pretty simple, right? (laughs) So simplify your message to stay clear and ask if what you are saying makes sense. That's a big one for me. Um, If I'm talking to my ex, I want to be very, very clear in my request. And then I say, does that make sense to you? And then usually he will restate what I just said. And that really, really helps with any type of communication. Any co-worker, any family member, anybody that might be a little bit difficult to communicate with, if you always use restatement, that can really, really aid in clear communication. 
Okay, so number two, be clear and concise. Number three is a big one. Be respectful and courteous. And I'm going to add, be respectful always. Not just in your communication with your ex directly, but with everyone. Respect your ex. It will get back to your kids. They hear things. They know things. They are smart. They hear mom on the phone going off, (laughs) you know, about, are you talking about my dad? He did this. He did that. What's going on? They hear it. So be careful and set a goal to be respectful. I know that can be really, really hard, especially at first. But as we practice doing those things, and if I could suggest fake it till you make it, oh, but I can't fake anything. I have to be authentic to who I am. Eh. Do you really want to be authentically rude and have those bitter feelings always? No, we can get over it. And the best way to get over it is to practice it. Put it into daily practice to talk respectfully, even if it's something very, very difficult that he might have purposely done to you. Okay, to get over it, we can be respectful. So specifically in this case, of course, in our verbal communication and any type of communication, be polite in your speech, and your general tone, and ask if your request seems fair to the other co-parent. So that is something that I always do after I ask, hey, can we switch weekends? My mom's coming into town, or, or this or that. Can we do this? I will end, and it's usually just a simple text. I will usually say, does that same seem fair to you? Will that work for you? Does that seem fair? And that puts um, the power back in his hands to be able to have a little bit of control in the situation, which is really good as you're sharing that control. Um, So that was number three. Be respectful and courteous. Always. Number four. Check your state before initiating a conversation. So what does state mean? Well, state is your overall emotion, your overall state of being. So if you're agitated, you're annoyed or frustrated or angry, just consider delaying the conversation or politely let them know you'll get back to them. Okay? It just does not work if you just had like a heated argument with your child who's like having a tantrum and you want to run into the bathroom and scream. Then your ex calls and asks, hey, can I take the kids to Disneyland on your weekend or whatever? Like you do not want to answer at that moment when you are in that state of agitation. So you simply calmly try to breathe through it and say, can I get back with you? I'm just not in that space where I can have this conversation. And then Go with your word and get back to him, okay, or her. So some ways of managing state, and this is where a coach can come in. This is a lot of what I do is I help people to manage their state. And three things that I focus on in my coaching uh, to help someone change their state is through our thoughts. We do a lot of thought work, our focus, 
and our body language. Those three things. If you can figure out what you're thinking when you're in an agitated or angry state, figure out what you're focusing on, figure out what your body language is, and then making those small shifts, it really can do a lot. So I do those three. Um, Many people do meditation, breathing exercises, different things of that. And then think about your children's needs and your mission, your mission statement, your purpose, your unified purpose that we talked about in number one. A lot of times when we think about that and we're not necessarily thinking about the X, but we're thinking about our child's needs and what's good for our child, that can really help with our thoughts and our state of being. Okay, so number four is check your state before engaging in that conversation. Number five, keep in touch. Okay, let's say that you've had the kids for kind of a while. Let them know what's going on with your kids. If they're small, send them little videos, even if they're big or whatever. Send them milestones. Let them know some pertinent information. Uh, Maybe you got the report card and they didn't. Let them know about it. Send a picture. Send a video. Let them know if they got sick. Uh, let, Let them know if they got hurt on the playground or whatever it is. Let them know about their social life. And especially, of course, let them know about their extracurricular activities or the things that they need to be at. Because we can swallow our pride. Our kids need both parents to be there. And regardless of if if you are divorced or if you're married, let your husband know. Um, Having those two parents, the mother and father, we know studies have shown that it can really aid and help in a child's development and self-worth to have both parents there at their things that they're involved in. Gosh, it makes them feel so happy. I know when I saw my parents there making an effort, it really boosted my self, self-esteem. So number five, keep in touch. Let them know. Number six, make exchanges and travel simple. So when you are switching off weekends or you do 50-50 or whatever your process is, do your part Okay, make sure that their teeth are brushed, their hair is done, their bag is packed nicely. You do this for the kids, all right? So uh, if there's travel arrangements, print their tickets, make their lunch, whatever. Whatever you can to make the experience really smooth and simple for the child, especially when you're starting this, okay? And you want to say positive things about the switch to the kids so they can get used to this as part of their lives. Hey, you're going to mom's house or you're going to dad's house. It's going to be so much fun. I know they have these things planned for you. Here's your special blanket. Here's your special stuffed animal call me anytime or whatever arrangement you have. So just make the exchanges really simple for each other, but mostly for your kids. This is all for our kids. That's why we're letting go of our past hostility, our past anger, and we are forming this workforce uh, relationship with our co-parent. Okay, now number seven and eight are pretty similar. Uh, Number seven, I entitled mom's house dad's house okay at mom's house and at dad's house we're going to try really hard to have the same type of discipline so the disciplinary actions they need to remain consistent at both households we've seen what happens when one parent is super lax and the other is a super hardcore disciplinary okay children get super confused and 
it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. So if you can, in your parent meetings, now when I say parent meetings, I hold a special parent meeting uh, with my ex and his wife and my husband. All four of us have united purpose for our daughter. And uh, if we don't need it and our communication is really good, now we only do it about annually. So not very often, but if there's a problem, we definitely all meet uh, if there's a big issue. But in when you're setting this up, if you're newly divorced or newly separated, it's really important to talk about these things of discipline. If you're love and logic parents, keep that going. Suggest a book. Uh, again, we can only do what our side can do. So you just try really hard. Say, this is a suggestion. Uh, you're your own person. You can do whatever you want. However, the kids need consistency. Okay? So number seven was mom's house, dad's house, same disciplinary actions at both houses. Number eight is respect your co-parents' decisions, okay? So let's say that you are pretty okay with having the same disciplinary actions. And uh, one day, your co-parent has deemed grounding uh, an appropriate action for something that your child did. And then the next day, your child's scheduled to come back to your house. Keep the grounding in place, okay? Respect that other co-parent's dis disciplinary action. So keep it going. If they're grounded, say, all right, how long are you grounding her? Okay, one week. I'm going to keep that going at my house, even if you might not agree. Because if you have that respect for the other parent's discipline, it will set in stone those actions for your child. Your child will not think, well, I'm going to mom's house, so whatever. I'm going to mom's house. She's not going to continue to ground me. No big deal, dad, right? And that is not good for um, learning and growing and becoming independent um, and having any type of consequence actions and learning about choice and accountability. Very, very important there to respect the other per parents' decisions and disciplinary actions. Okay, and just to close, here are a couple of do's and don'ts. And they're, again, they're pretty simple. But do we do them? Do we do them? So this is why we always need those reminders. So some do's. Keep a calendar. In a recent podcast that I published, I had an interview with Suzanne Mon, And she has an amazing calendar where it's color-coded, their kids are so busy, that way she can share it easily with her ex. It eliminates having to have extra communication so that she can just go in and make changes. And if she does, she sends a simple text. This is also good to show the child the calendar so that they can get into that consistency and uh, everybody's on the same page. So set a calendar up. Another do develop some trust. This is a hard one when trust has been broken in other ways. We now are in a different type of relationship. We have to transform the relationship into a working partnership. The romance, the love on that end is gone. Now we're going to develop something different. And trust is one way to start that. So start trusting them. 
Start trusting that they will be there. Start trusting that they will discipline the best they can. Start trusting. And I know that 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 is really, really difficult, but it can be done. But what it also means is that you have to be 100% trustworthy on your end. That feels like you're giving a lot. It feels like you're conceiving like you're letting the ex have this or that, but don't sweat the small stuff and just start to build that trust and be trustworthy yourself. Now, a couple of don'ts. Don't let any conflict with your ex overtake your parenting responsibilities. I've said this before, please drop it. Let it go. Keep it away from the kids. Don't talk about any conflict like that in front of them. It just damages them. And you do your best to be responsible for your parenting. And another don't that I really like, don't begin sentences with phrases like you always or you never. In fact, don't start phrases with the word you. Start phrases with I. I feel that this works. I have seen that when I use this discipline, it really helps this child or that. Okay, so I really hope what I said has helped. And if you have any questions, please email me at CoachEmilySanchez at gmail.com. That came out weird. CoachEmilySanchez at gmail.com. And have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.